Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Joe Bedon, the director of The Blood of the Dinosaurs, which is a very crazy short film. <laughs> thank you. Thank which you is a positive me. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thanks for doing this. So it's an honor. It's a weird movie to ask or short uh, to ask like what it's about. Cause it's something I think you should just go in and, and check it out. Yeah. I, I try to give the people just like, you know, it's a demented children's show uh, with uh, your host, uncle Bobo basically teaching you where oil comes from. Mm-hmm. So that's it's what that's kinda, I like to just leave it there. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's weird because I know you on Facebook and I actually used to think you were uncle uh, Bobo. <laughs> that's what your display picture usually is <laughs> yes yes that's my that's one of my many faces mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very exciting it's playing fantasia fest which uh, i believe oh. starts uh tomorrow when we're recording this but uh, your film will be playing on the 19th yes yes i'm actually flying over there to oh cool to be there for it so like a bunch of the uh crew my crew got together and played paid for my plane ticket so i was like okay i better do this yeah yeah <laughs> i hate I, flying but i'm gonna do it oh do you hate flying in general or just yeah, now you or? know i just like I, it's it's scary it's you know so hate like leaving fam my family and all that sort of stuff you know all that sort of stuff yeah well, just yeah. think that this thing, that's this big metal thing flying through the air, it's all, you know, flying with the blood of the dinosaurs. That's right. Make you feel a lot better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because then irony will set in somewhere <laughs> on the trip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I haven't flown since the pandemic, so it, it's been a few years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Where did I go? I went somewhere. Uh, God, I don't even remember. Anyway. Um, Have you been to... Um, fantastic uh fantasia fest before no i've i've uh been outside of the country once you know much very long ago but in another life but um yeah no so i've never been so i am very excited yeah yeah that's a huge festival and uh are, are you gonna um it goes on for like three weeks so i, I don't know if you're gonna stay for a whole thing but uh you, you're gonna see some other films while you're there yeah, basically, I'm flying in. I'm staying for the day in the night, of course. So I'm going to watch as many as I can that day and then basically fly out the next day afterwards. It's a very quick trip. <laughs> Have you seen Blood of the Dinosaurs with a crowd before? Um, yeah, we did like a uh, casting crew private screening. So like we had we left it kind of like privately open just to see, you know, if any other people might wander in. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of fun. So, but it was mainly cast and crew and that, that was my only time we've really watched it with, a, oh. with a group, you know? Yeah. That, that's a, that's going to be fun then to watch or I don't know if fun is the right word. It could be a uh, nerve wracking. <laughs> uh, what, what do you predict the experience will be like? Oh God, I'm going to be totally nerve wracked. Yes. I just like whenever I just pace around a lot of the times if I'm in that kind of a, a moment. Either I do either one of two things. I either sit all the way in the front so mm-hmm. I don't see anyone else's reaction. Uh-uh. Or I sit all the way in the back and I like nervously watch everyone's reaction really weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm always weird with that shit. 
Yeah. Now I've had a I've had a short film play at festivals before. It is a very odd experience. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. it's both exciting and it is also uh, especially the the first time I watched the I've only had one. So the very at the premiere it was uh, I didn't know how to feel because I was like oh, everyone's gonna hate this and yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because I I make my films with as much gusto and like hubris as I can. You know, like, just like, I'm going to fucking do this. I don't care if anyone even likes it. I'm doing it because I like it. And I'm just like, really like singular visioned. And as soon as it's finished, I'm like, oh God, I hope, <laughs> I hope people like it. But I, I, I appreciate that because uh, watching lots of screeners over the years, to me, like the worst kind of movie is a movie that you could tell someone just made something because like they had money to make a movie or and there's right. really like no passion in it or it doesn't right. or you really can have a good time or anything you can feel that they're scared to like take go a little further and i felt like i felt scared with god inside my ear when i did that film i really was trying to make sure i was making something i thought was palatable Mm -hmm. and uh and in the end it wasn't and i should have just really just gone you know deeper into my own creativity instead of questioning my creativity and that's so, interesting because i noticed you know you made features i think you made the two features first before right. the shorts and usually most like filmmakers i know it's reverse of that so in a way do you think you should have maybe did, did the uh short uh not necessarily these movies but made shorts first before going into the movie? of course yes but i'm hard-headed and there you go yeah that's all it is i have major ocd and i'm very hard-headed and i'm very pushy and on uh, and so i'm like I don't care what other people say. I'm going to do what I want. And then afterwards, I'm like, no, they were right. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I admit it. It's so. a weird question, but like, um, I don't even know how to phrase it, but what, what, what is the reason behind like, I'm, I'm going to make a short now? Like, what, what do you hope to accomplish by making a short? Because, okay, the reason is, is because with the first feature, I made it because I wasn't even going to make another movie. I just made wanted to make a movie mm -hmm. and just feel like I did it, you know? And so after I did it, I was like, hey, I feel like I'm pretty good at this. I found a group of guys and girls and that they, they it works. Like we all gel together. This worked really well. So I'm like, let's do it again. And I never really, I, it's hard for me to write short form. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Okay. Is that just so, because to have like a, a story arc, you know, within like a certain amount of time? Or? I just have too many ideas. There is a lot of ideas in the blood of the dinosaur. That's, that's all it is. Like I like for blood of the dinosaurs, for instance, this, this came out of, my cinematographer, Daniel Waghorn said, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to invest 20, you know, like $2,500. Like, let's do this short film. Right. And, um, I wrote a 40 page script, which was the wheel of heaven. And so then the blood of the dinosaurs was basically the first chapter. 
that was a nice little prologue. And so, um, so yeah, like I don't know how to write short form. Right I was going to ask because you said you wrote a script for this because I'm, when I'm watching, I, I'm just even wondering how like a script comes about for a movie like Blood of the Dinosaurs. Like if it was a traditional script, if you like you storyboard it, um, if some of it just comes together in the editing, like what's the process there? So because a lot of it is you know is visuals right yes not necessarily like there is dialogue obviously but blood of the dinosaurs was is basically so wheel of heaven is is the next like mini series that blood of the dinosaurs is prologue to right Mm -hmm. so what i do is i work on scripts like i work like a song okay and i I used to do music for a long time. And the way I would build a song was I would have first a verse chorus, right? And then I would add a verse chorus bridge. And then I would add verse chorus bridge, pre-chorus. I would start adding and adding and adding from just this little verse and chorus. I would keep building, building, building. And then I would add an intro and an outro. And I've done, I'm doing the exact same building on scripts. So I had this very little short story. It's that's the wheel of heaven. And then I kept building, building, building just little ideas off of it and layering the script over and over and over. And then I, I made an intro, which is the blow of the dinosaurs. And I made an outro, which is the end of the the movie. Uh, So that's how it came about. It came about after I wrote wheel of heaven and I basically created this intro that's an essay about what the heart of wheel of heaven is about interesting so, so how long how long is wheel of heaven is it is it also short or is it a few it, well <laughs> so it's like a 40 page script right mm-hmm. but because i kept adding more in in production to it it's now become like an a 60 to 70 minute film so what we've done is now we've just broken it up into an episodic and now it'll be three or four chapters uh three or four episode uh like mini series interesting and then and, i just wonder how you release something like that well if you know each one will be a you know your hopes at a festival and then like will they all be together in some format or no we'll we'll release it all together through the festivals so we'll release it through the well we will submit it to the episodic segment of festivals and not all of them but a lot of them will ask for the entire mini series right. they don't want to just do one episode so that's what we'll do we'll just submit it basically what i've done is this i've tried submitting through festivals through features now i'm just submitting the festivals with a short and now i'm going to submit through festivals through episodic so it's all kind of like got a, all the bases covered. Yeah. Yeah. Trying and different you can things. Send in all the behind the scenes footage as a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you, it, right. Exactly. There, well, it's kind of, there's some of that in blood of the dinosaurs now that I mentioned right. that. Yeah, yeah. Which is yes. really, it's and very we're doing creative. The same thing in wheel of heaven too. Mm-hmm. So wheel of heaven, while we were sh- right before production during pre-production, I decided let's get as much behind the scenes footage as possible and we're actually weaving the behind the scenes footage into the story 
uh, in post-production. Mm -hmm. So it's just because I have an OCD brain that needs to just continually like turn the screw. So I'm like, hey, how many more ideas can I layer on top of this? Yeah. I'll be <laughs> honest, watching it made me want to see a wheel of uh, heaven and also your previous work. Oh yeah. Thank you. I, I'm very proud of everything we've done so far. I feel like sister tempest is a great uh, film to check out. It's on Vimeo uh, for rent and you can buy it on DVD and Blu-ray, but, but um, I'm really proud of that. What we did with, $30,000 in two hour, like fucking epic fantasy. It's, it's, ama it's amazing. <laughs> I'm very proud of everyone involved. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, back to about the, the length of the movie. That is something I like about festivals is they're not so worried about like how long a movie is. I think, I think a story should be as long as it needs to be like, yeah. so that could be two minutes or whatever it could be. Yes if it's good three hours or yeah i will say i've gotten flack about through fun festivals about going over two hours which i'm like that is the one thing just because i think it makes it hard to program right you know? yeah completely it's so i am aware of that but uh yeah i could fill up right now i'm writing um my next feature and um it think I'm at like 360 pages and I'm like just cracking a third, a third, a two thirds of a way through. I'm like, Oh God, I need an editor real bad. <laughs> oh, so do you do your own editing, editing personally or, you know, uh, I have like a little circle of trusted friends uh, and mainly my, my like writing partner, uh, Jason Krupa. Who basically I write the rough draft and I'll send it to him and he he'll give me notes. He's like my main note guy and that really has like fine-tuned things and then he'll rewrite scenes and things like that. That's what I always find interesting or fascinating uh editing because I, I would think if I was editing my own stuff, I would I know I would keep more in than you need to just because I would be personally yes. invested in it, even just yes. the idea of like being there maybe it doesn't even work also though i find it weird that someone else editing something if you have it all in your how you think it should be how can someone else also see that it's all well, that's why it's more like for me it's just getting notes from people mm -hmm. and i try to get notes from like at least five around five or six people at least and then if a bunch of people say the same thing then i know that that's what i need to change you know and that's just the way I do it. I so, probably could have checked the, the credits, but I have to. Did I see Jim McDonough in? Uh, yes. Excellent. Yes. I'm a big uh, fan and friend of uh, Jim McDonough. Yeah, he's amazing. He's like yeah. a, such a sincere guy, you know? Yes. It's yeah. amazing doing sincere art. Yeah. I believe he's <laughs> even wearing the manicorn robe. In yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His new short, short, uh, about i think his grandfather oh yes yeah, that yeah it's his grandfather. oh or his yeah. dad maybe um mm -hmm. it's fucking beautiful man yeah. it is yeah, beautiful awesome. like one of the best things honestly i've ever seen i think more people need to see that shit yeah i agree i saw it at buff boston underground film festival and then i played it um during our short festival you yeah. know 
ours is called severed. One of the one of the judges was like, "Why did you play this? Because it's called severed limbs, so it's usually horse stuff." I was like, "Because I think it's great." <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some things just transcend genre, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I like about the festivals, too, is uh, it's always annoying to me when people fight about genre because it'll be yeah. like Predators, uh, sci-fi action, it's not horror, and, or whatever <laughs> it is. I'm like, I don't care. What difference does it make? But you know what the problem is, is that people are, are scared of going outside of genre right? because they're comfortable with those things because they know those things work. And outside of that is like the fear of the unknown. And that's what it is, man. That's all it is. People are scared of being original. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure why, but then they all criticize but, everybody. For yeah, they, want, they want things original, but then if there is something <laughs> weird, they're like, Oh, you know, they tried too hard or it doesn't, yeah. like you said, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. But anyway. Does that ever come up though? Because, like, where what kind of festivals? Obviously, Fantasia works or something that is underground in the title. They usually take any kind of thing weird. But right. is that hard to know what festivals to like uh, to send your movie to? Like, does it fit in a horror festival? Does it fit in? You know, Absolutely. Well, yeah, completely. I, but I've always felt like you know, I've done music. I did music for a long time. And then I did comic books for a long time. I was in the ministry of Christianity for a long time. Like I've lived a lot of lives because I'm an old man at this point, but now I'm doing, you know, absurdist, whatever this is. And that's the problem I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm taking from all of my past experiences, uh, comic books and, my spiritual my spiritual life that has changed immensely since then uh but um and then taken from my love of sci-fi when i was a child and my my love of surrealism now that has only been have i've really only fostered since i've gotten out of the church and allowed myself to to grow as a person uh which has only been like eight years or nine years uh Oh God. And, uh, and I think that that's why I'm so excited about like seventies French new wave and shit. Cause everybody else is like, like, Oh yeah, of course we all know about that shit. I'm like, I don't, I don't love it. And so I'm like ready to celebrate the lowbrow, the highbrow, the, yeah. weird, the normal, everything. Yeah, I, think also, I think because i might have multiple personalities <laughs> but <laughs> i get i can see both sides of that the idea of like oh i missed out on all this stuff you know i wasn't either i wasn't allowed or i didn't let myself watch it but then you have all this it's all new to you so you can watch it all you know the yes. last few years i started listening to audiobooks because uh i never read a lot of like uh, classic horror right. and it's great because I'm, I'm catching up on like all the king books i've never read and all these things and it's uh, very exciting i'm actually right there with you i like i hate reading i like have a really i've always had a problem with like reading the same sentence over and over and over it's like just a weird thing i do and so it's always been a hard time we're finishing books and stuff in audiobooks. I'm like, I I listened to Dracula a couple of years ago. Yeah, I did too. I was I like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever read. Yeah. 
listened to in my life. (laughs) I do catch myself sometimes on Facebook. I'll be talking about some like book like Drac or something that's like 30 or 40 years old. Like it's some brand new thing. And I'm just like, you know, what do people think? Like, yeah, we all know this is good. We all know, you know. (laughs) But it's great. I love that. I love that attitude of discovery. And so I'm constantly trying to find new ideas and in new ways to create new ways to tell stories i'm like always excited with a new idea you know dracula like um the that's a good one to bring up because it's not a traditional linear story it's a very you know right uh storytelling for a book. yeah the whole idea of just it's all written in letters which is fucking um, amazing mm-hmm. like that like very rare that shit and then it's all out of order it's great i love it yeah yeah, and it, it's weird that it's so you know it's you see people had creativity even back you know years ago and, and a, you know to do something completely different well you know it's funny like is well the birth of dracula right it's it's created a whole genre when it should have sprung board more draculas more more ideas more mythologies you know like fucking what mary shelley uh just getting together and like doing a bunch of drugs and like having fucking crazy dreams and creating Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, it becomes like just copied instead of going like, huh, what did she do? I'd like to tap into that and create another mythology. That's what we should all be doing. You know, anyway, so no, I totally agree because there's like a few things you have zombies, you have vampires, you have werewolves, and right, and like, then it's like, cool, hey, it's a, we're gonna make a musical zombie movie. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is all new and weird. Like, come on, man, give me a fucking break. Right. And then it goes to Fantastic Fest, go fuck yourself. Like, really, come on, like, do something new and different. Not let's not mash up glee and zombies, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I'm talking. I always think too. There's probably even <laughs> other legends that people that have been around for a long time that instead of always going to the same ones, I'm sure there's stuff that no one talks about a lot. Go look these things up. Right. Yes. Them, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Complete. What's that one? It's like it's an Asian myth. It's like the woman just decapitated head with her organs hanging out and she just fucking flies around that's crazy shit yeah write that up yeah make it make it make it modern or, or make it older. right yeah do it up anyway yeah. like how do i reinvent the zombie yeah right yeah i grew up loving zombie movies but you know it after a while it's like oh I, you know, I well and it's brilliant whenever somebody can actually do an, something new with a zombie movie that's good it's just like oh yeah well that's like masterful t- storytelling yeah. because it's like doing another crime drama you know tv show it's like it's gonna have to be a mind hunter because if not it's like the only right. thing that'll save it is vincent d'onofrio at this point <laughs> yeah. you have any modern zombie movies that do stand out oh you know i enjoyed the one cut of the above the oh Dead. yeah yeah i saw the sequel to that's playing uh fantasia fest oh nice yeah that was it was it worked it was a fun it was a fun movie I remember uh do you know michael epstein are you friends with him 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because he yes. kept telling me he's like, just watch it. Like the first hour, you'll you'll be wondering why, like why you. But then the last half hour, last fifteen yeah. minutes, I love it. I it like, pays oh. off. Like yeah. you're like, okay, and then it works. It works really well. Yeah. yeah. Really unique movie. Yep. By the way, by the way, you're not Uncle uh, Babo. It's uh, Vincent Stalbo. No, but we look the same. Yeah, he's very cool. Uh, he's perfect for for this God, character. The coolest fucking dude in the world. So dedicated to what he's doing. He he like found God inside my ear uh, on you know like Amazon Prime and then reached out to me and he's like, I love the movie. I want to be in what you're doing next. And we had already shot Sister Tempest, so when we were when we were doing Blood of the Dinosaurs, he was. You know, he did, he tried out for it and he really reinvented that role into that character because I had the character a little more like sloppy and, and sweaty and really, so yeah, completely different. Yeah. It was a little more like bumbly and this was so more like Norman Bates. It was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So does that, um, not, so his performance changed how you saw that character. Does that change how you like the finished film? Like when you're editing it or oh yeah of course yes totally like the um the whole all all the scenes with him are much more uh quiet and just spaced out and just because of the creepiness he worked he just has to stare in the camera he's mm-hmm. so damn creepy yeah so yeah like the other way would have been edited edited a lot more like zany and funky sounds and cartoon noises and and this was just more unsettling Mm -hmm. and you know like while we were shooting it um my cinematographer daniel waghorn he he came up with the um scene where uncle babo basically rips a child apart and, and is in his like weird dungeon uh that was all daniel just on the spot because it because of uh vincent's performance you know so yeah it definitely informed everything but we did the like his set where the show is there's where where did you film that because it looks like it looks like it's lived in there's so many like things around yeah that's sideshow props it's in well it was inside of louisiana where i live but it just moved to chalmette louisiana so i gotta give that dude a plug lawrence is incredible he is he is really like uh being like a you know just been on board with what we're doing he's oh, so you're in louisiana a lot of people think that you know if you're gonna make stuff you have to be in la or maybe new york or atlanta but i always think it's i always think it's cool like anyone who wants to start making stuff you could probably find like a a group of people wherever you are there's, there's Honestly, gotta be a film community where we'll have a much better chance of making a movie outside of those places um because of all the taxes all the you can't just run and gun guerrilla style make a movie you can't walk into any place and say hey can we do this for free that no one will do that for you in la like they're all trying to make a buck off of you and all the cops are watching you you go you go anywhere else and they're excited to make a movie with you they want to help you everybody is on board cops don't care you know it's great it's like so much cheaper (laughs) so um 
did you were you doing the music when you were still like uh, a spiritual uh, in like the church and stuff yes, i don't know what absolutely. kind of music you were doing um so well in high school and college college age i mean i went to college for a second um i was doing like jazz speed metal punk weird fusion shit really into uh john zorn which is an old uh uh jazz composer not old but he's from like mainly from the 90s but he still does stuff all the time uh, but he did this stuff that only I can only call genre hopping. But he would like, for instance, his the song that kind of sums him up is this song called Speed Freaks. And in one minute, he goes through 30 different um, styles of music. So every two seconds, he's changing styles. And it's fucking wild. And I really connected to the way he created um, back then. And that's what I tried to emulate listen to a lot of stuff like Mr. Bungle and the boredoms and lots of weird jazz punk shit. And then I got saved. I burned all my shit. I started, you know, just getting into worship music and actually lots of weird Christian bands like Danielson and Soul Junk and Havelina Railco and all these bands that were doing weird shit in the Christian music. And I wrote tons of Christian music, tons of Christian worship music that you can find out there if you dig enough around. So, yeah. And then I got out of that and kind of realized I was in a cult and deprogrammed myself and then um, started doing art full time, um, selling art in New Orleans, um, mainly pop culture stuff like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon and uh, just any kind of shit like that. And I still do that, actually. That's how I make a living. Um, but then turned around 40. Right before I turned 40, I decided I needed to make a movie. So it got inside my ear. And I've uh, been bothering my family and friends keeping making movies yeah. <laughs> ever since. Yeah. This, so when you were saved, um, I don't know, were your family into that when you were into the church are they into your movies now yeah i mean they my family's always been very supportive my you know my mom's very conservative and uh, my dad's extremely liberal um and they've supported me no matter what i've done they, that's good you know yeah for good for better or worse they've just been amazing parents and then my wife we have gone through church and out of church and all the different forms of beliefs and thoughts and ideas we've all been we've stayed together through all of it it's been incredible to have a lifelong partner like that you know yeah. so oh, the wheel of heaven is it a spiritual movie i mean it's got heaven in the title i don't know absolutely it but you know it's all wrapped up in aliens and catholicism and just you know i'm trying to make my own mythologies now you know, out of all the things that I've been fed myself, mm -hmm. just trying to create something new out of it. Uh, my own belief systems, maybe, in a yeah. weird way. Yeah. You know? so. so when you decide to, you know, like, I want to make a movie, did you go to film school? I know you were doing music and stuff. Or was it, most of the friends I have, you know. I, I went to 
UNO, University of New Orleans for film. I went for one semester. I didn't do a single film class. I was like, this is stupid. I got to go for like two more years before I do anything. This is dumb. And I just, I just left. And, you know, me and my wife got married and we had kids and just been working shitty jobs for years and years, you know, Mm -hmm. but I just always just been a fan of cinema. I haven't had, I haven't had any sort of artistic or cinematic or any sort of instruction in anything. I don't know what the terms are. I always, everything is pans and zooms and dollies. I don't know what any of those fucking terms are. I've tried, but I'm old and I just don't even remember shit anymore. I'm just happy that I know where to go half the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, you know, I know a lot of independent filmmakers and very few of them, you know, for modern ones, uh, went to film school. A lot right. of them tell me they learned, you know, from listening to commentary tracks and watching like, yeah, uh, I mean, or, honestly, or, or I, being on sets, you know, I, I, um, so for with God inside my ear, I read about half of the angry filmmaker's guide to filmmaking and felt like, okay, I got enough information. I wrote a script basically on word document and sent it to uh, cinematographer Daniel, who I found on Facebook, just a Facebook friend. And, um, and uh, the biggest thing is just writing the script and, and I draw all the storyboards. I mean, I worked with, I, well, here's another thing too, was that I was a storyboard artist for, for like 10 years well five out of the 10 years i also was a comic book artist for 10 years but i was a storyboard artist for about five of those years and so i i sat down and i worked with directors like in storyboarded commercials and features and shorts and all that sort of shit so i did learn the language of telling a story through comics and and storyboarding with directors you know mm-hmm. so yeah well i can kind of see that in blood of the dinosaurs because it's very visual obviously and there's a lot of stock footage there's a lot of different things going on yeah i'm i was trying to make it like like an anthology in a way of just weird shorts that all kind of have the similar themes um so it's not really telling it uh traditional narrative but right. i still want everybody to feel like they're on a on a on a on a ride mm-hmm. that they're going somewhere and uh, i watch at home obviously but um i could it would be something cool to see on the big screen because then you you know uh something about the big screen you can't look away you're stuck there and it's everything's you know yeah and i think audience reactions and things yeah. it becomes more of a communal experience yeah especially yeah. for anything weird or horror comedy because you have a physical you know if you're watching a drama together i guess you just all sit around and cry together it's not really the same i don't think (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) although i say man i went and saw uh um everything everywhere all at once oh i I think that's one of the best movies of the year god i've seen it three times i saw it twice i saw it and then i was i told my friend annabelle's like we you should see it it's great yeah yeah with like three different crowds and every every time everyone is just bawling and laughing and crying and just it's an emotional for people watching this who like the weird festivals that's like a a big festival movie because it doesn't it fits in like every genre it's yeah martial arts and science fiction and it's i wouldn't you know know how to classify it but yeah and 
I, you know, it's funny is watching that, watching the movie, it, it feels a lot like what we're doing with Wheel of Heaven. Not, I'm not trying to compare it like it's as good as that because that movie's in, incredible, but compare it to like the style of genre. It's like genre hopping movie, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of heart too. It's a, oh God, so much heart. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, it's pretty freaking brilliant. It's a it's brilliant, way, way better multiverse movie than uh, than any than the giant movies that are out there. But I am glad it did well because I think um, it played a long time at the at the fest. I think it's still playing at the theater near me. Yeah, it's playing. Yeah, it's doing very very well. So anyway, but yeah, I'm glad you brought it up though. I think that's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, so when I was watching Blood of the Dinosaurs, there's a part with a uh, born hub pops up, and I actually thought I hit something on my computer and like i started going to uh i was like oh no i hit i went off the uh, the screen <laughs> nice nice yeah i'm trying to like kind of play around with um with just like you know when when uh you a fun old movie would be like gremlins 2 right and you're watching the movie and then the film melts and then you're and then now all of a sudden you got hulk hogan yelling at the gremlins to start the movie again and that's always been my favorite part because it's like meta upon meta upon meta and um and so you can't really do a film melting anymore everybody's gonna be like okay yeah we get it and <laughs> right. so yeah but like accidentally like you know your your <laughs> your video turns into a porn like that yeah yeah absolutely not that i have that bookmark but i just said i was like whoa i went off the page and i'm on some website i don't know if that (laughs) yes and i'm doing i'm doing we're doing that a a little bit again with uh with wheel of heaven but what i you know what i'm trying to do too is some of my favorite movies are things like the kentucky fried movie right Uh uh-huh and uh those movies that are anthologies and one uh, what one thing i'd love one thing i'm trying to do is kind of create anthologies that feel like they're going somewhere together you know um like heavy metal kind of did that with the floating ball that kind of goes throughout each story mm-hmm. and so i love that idea and i'm trying to create even more cohesiveness and more chaos with with that same idea of create doing like anthology storytelling so i don't even know if i'm making sense but that's what makes sense in my head yeah well i do think a lot of the modern anthology movies are really a collection of shorts by all other people and they're kind of stuck together which that's not saying that's good or bad right but, but there is something about something that actually there's a connection to it yes yeah totally so yeah i'm trying to do a hybrid of one narrative but like all these other little narratives kind of circling around it mm-hmm. um it kind of actually uh i don't know if you're a mr show fan but you know that was a collection of short comedy sketches but they also a lot of the best episodes i think all connected they would go from one to the other yeah you know i don't know why i still have not watched that no, show. Really, i love mr show it's my favorite to. sketch comedy so. yeah i need to right now i'm like really loving kids in the hall and it was like something that i never really watched too much of so i'm like kind of discovering it you know mm-hmm. and it was like this is amazing yeah and they just came back recently yeah yeah that's why i'm even like i'm like oh i'll try out the new season like this is fucking brilliant (laughs) 
yeah like re-watching old seasons now yeah no it's fun and that's cool about a modern modern thing is the binge watching because i mean i've watched so many series that way that i probably just wouldn't you know in previous decades you just would have never seen them you know yeah yeah i know it's out streaming and everything you know yeah yeah totally um i I think some things are even made that way to to watch to watch them in a streaming manner as opposed to like with like i don't know stranger things for example would i guess you could watch it every week an episode but i think it's really made to just to just binge watch the whole season at once yeah no completely that's the way they're they're getting you now so you can just sit there for hours <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like i'll watch one more episode and then it ends even up like though you know, yeah. oh my my movie's two hours and two minutes long that's too long but you'll sit there and yeah for watch. like basically a 10 or 12 hour movie yeah yes yes uh-huh. well see that's 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 why i'm kind of trying out this idea where it's all these like kind of small snippets of things because our our attention span is just being lost mine is too mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to just create almost like modular storytelling where like with blood of the dinosaurs you could kind of put that in any fashion in any order and it would still work you know because you could tell that story in any kind of way because it's not really a linear story yeah you know? it's interesting because that comes up a lot about people's attention span so you have stuff like tiktok that's you know super yeah. quick and stuff but then also like long form interviews are also very popular you know like joe rogan's the biggest yeah podcast and that's like hours long so it's very weird it's kind of you know very strange it's like we have programmed ourselves to what we can tolerate and what we can't which is very weird mm-hmm. but yeah I, but I do like that things in general is no set format where it, it's just as long as it needs to be yes it used to be everything every movie had to be 90 minutes or everything no, it's great well you know hour. like the yeah like the, the new stranger things like some of those episodes are two and a half hours long or some shit mm-hmm. you know no it's 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 a strange time in creative history with with film because it's really moved over the freedom is more in in episodic storytelling too and in features that are going to the theaters it's still like these like pearl purse hugging little grannies that are like oh no it can only be marvel movies uh-huh. or maybe blumhouse in a24 i guess they're okay but nothing else okay a24 is too much <laughs> it's very strange yeah yeah i go to the movies every week but um yeah, I do too. Uh, a I lot do. of the mo- sometimes I, I will be the only one in the movie. So yeah, <laughs> I do the Tuesday five dollar uh, movie movie day. Yeah, yeah, I do the AMC Stub Club, so it's three movies a week for twenty dollars for the month. So oh, that's amazing. It's very f- cool because I'll see movies that I I probably would just never see. I'm like, well, I got three movies. I'm gonna see them. Right. And I'll see this, and if it's no good, who cares? It's just a bad movie. I don't care. And if it's great, and it's like, oh, this is cool. This is I didn't expect this to be very good. Yeah, that's fantastic. But sometimes it's like, oh, I'll, I'll give Cats a chance, and I was like, oh, that I didn't need to see Cats. But it's something strange, man. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they they put out the butthole uh, cut at some point. But... <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect for midnight movies, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it would. 
they did play the regular version i guess they're trying to get it to be like a popular midnight movie they're playing at a theater near me i just don't i think they should just let it die yeah it's not it's just bad it's just a bad yes movie. just bury it next to the et video game cartridges exactly just away. yeah so when you when you start discovering uh a lot of these uh weird movies what are some of your favorites oh um oh i can i'm gonna give you some some of my favorites you ready for this let's I do am this. very ready we have a list right. right there ready for me we got it we got to get a list out you know you gotta warn me i like they just keep the keep a list handy yes all right i'm coming <laughs> let's see do 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 i got my like my very favorites okay i'll give you some because i can give you just my very favorites but i'm going to give you some that i i want more people to see yeah yeah i like that okay samurai rami came mm -hmm. out in 2016 it's r-a-u-n-i that movie is near damn perfect it's like a finnish samurai film and it's just beautiful it's beautifully shot i don't there i don't see anything wrong with it and like no one seems to be talking about it no i've not i've not seen it myself so that's interesting it's just it's just fucking incredible um okay i mean there's some of them that i i know people have seen like holy mountain love that film uh, Annette, have you seen Annette? The Annette, I've not movie? seen Annette. Oh my god, I think I watched that movie like ten times recently. It's just. I'm gonna write this down here. It's just incredible. That movie, it's it's weird. I haven't seen many movies that I feel like are made by aliens, and that's the way Annette feels. Interesting. It's just such an other world, otherworldly feel to it um incredible um weird I, I wore this shirt i thought it was fitting for the interview and it's it's a like a ufos coming down and making the sphinx and, and the pyramid so <laughs> it's it very fitting yes yeah. um have you seen the devils by yeah oh yeah Rick, the uh russell was the... and russell movie yeah yeah oh all Great right movie. the devils okay i'll give you a few more true stories by david byrne that movie is like one of those movies that's just perfect. This is the perfect film. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you one more. He's actually, in a way, actually got me banned. I'm currently suspended for 30 days from Facebook, and it's because I um, I quoted um, Burning Down the House from Talking Heads, and Facebook said I was inciting violence. Oh my! And god. they suspended me for 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 30 days. Oh my god! See, all these things are tying in. <laughs> <laughs> okay real quick crime wave the big crime wave but by john Piaz, not not crime wave by sam raimi big crime wave is an amazing film from the 80s uh jane b what is it jane b by agnes v hmm. incredible film it's just like this it agnes varda does this biopic on jane birkin and it's just wildly freeing and beautiful and it's just a birthday present to jane birkin and it's it just you know i just cry watching it's just beautiful but anyway those are some oh, that's very cool 
I'm those not, are random ones. Yeah. Jesus shows you the way the highway is like one of the best films I've seen in a long time. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Um, it's a, a Estonian Afro uh, futuristic Afro punk movie, and it's so fucking cool, so weird. That's another thing. Modern day, it makes it. It's a lot more accessible to see a lot of uh, international films. Yeah, incredible, incredible. It's and and now everyone's like taking ideas from one another and and showing off to one another and making these movies on like no budgets and yeah, like, like those. Yeah, yeah, it's just incredible. Anyway, so I was just thinking of something. Uh, while we're just right now, because the, the I like the. The cover art for Blood of the Dinosaurs and the, the Wheel of Heaven, and did you do this a purpose? Because the Blood of the Dinosaurs is like a like a child, a children's, a very little kids book, like the, the right. golden. But and then uh, Wheel of Heaven, which you said that's a it's a prequel to Wheel of Heaven. Wheel of Heaven's more like a teenage book. The uh, right is your an adventure book or like a young adult book. So it's yeah. it's like age appropriate, like uh, like they're a little bit older. Let's say we did. Mm-hmm. Let's so, say I did. Thanks. Yeah. and i and i meant to do it that mm-hmm. sounds like a good answer <laughs> <laughs> i yeah run with it if you if you did or you didn't just i would I, say run with it i, I love that idea that's a great yes i did do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> then the, the last part will just be like an encyclopedia britannica cover or something but yeah that's a great idea yeah yeah i love that yeah i love that which i guess that i don't think i guess they don't make encyclopedias anymore since we have the internet but it's just a romance novel or something. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be the middle one. Or yeah, <laughs> I like it. But uh, no, I love. I not just because you're here. I really I love the blood of the dinosaurs. I like anytime I see something that's weird and and unique and it kept me interested. And in, you know, I, yeah, I love good you. stuff. Yeah, thank well, you so much. And I, I loved. Um, is it something universe the uh the puppet guy yeah grandpa universe grandpa universe he's great <laughs> yeah he makes his appearance in wheel of heaven as well oh, he does oh yeah. that's very exciting yes he does yeah. he's all part of the uh global conspiracy against purity so so he keeps going i would wear a grandpa universe shirt right right yeah, have right. a whole grandpa universe show <laughs> so we're, we would, i would love to pitch uncle babo as his own little uh, adult swim show because mm-hmm. that would that right there i could do over and over very easily yeah you know that's another thing too adult swim like their shows are some of them are like 10 minutes and you know there's yeah. no like uh, exact time uh, that they run yeah, this this was definitely heavily influenced by some adult swim watching too yeah sure yeah i can totally see that yeah there's <laughs> one show one show called off the air that is just a wild collection of just clips and nonsense and <laughs> love that show. And I try, I always keep that show like in the back of my head while I'm writing, you know? So. So again, uh, the blood of the dinosaurs is going to play. It's playing in the cavalcade of perversions, which is a, <laughs> is a great name for a block of a short. <laughs> stupid. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, at, at the uh, Fantasia Fest. Mm-hmm. and um uh, on the 19th so coming up real soon but yeah we'll see what happens i'll go up there and hopefully i can high five somebody that'll like hand me money yeah that's exactly a, that's like that's a good plan yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, sounds like, oh, no, I'm sure that'd be a great time. And for people, I they should go to Fantasia, but for some reason they can't. Uh, in the, Down the line, where will they be able to see Blood of the Dinosaurs? Yeah, so we're going to eventually release it. I mean, I say this, we're going to try to hit distributors of some sort, like either a channel that might be like, oh, yeah, we'll put on a mini series because it would be connected to Wheel of Heaven eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, if nobody picks it up, which is completely likely (laughs) because that's the way things work, um, it will definitely be available online through like YouTube or, or, you know, Tubi or something that would allow us to like put it on because we can just ask to put it on (laughs) instead of like a gatekeeper, you know? Right, right. Uh, but that's a good thing too. It used to be like um I'd see a cool short at a festival and then you'd never hear of it again or never see it ever, you know, again, that would be it. But now like there are platforms, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's like Dust has like some sort of little short film showcase and a shutter, I think, has some sort of little short film showcase. This doesn't really fit any sort of short film showcase. So so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I tend to like things that don't fit anywhere. Yeah. Like myself or probably yeah. like everyone watching this, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. This has been great. I really enjoyed talking with you. How can people follow you, by the way? Not to your home, but like uh, online. So you're up to, <laughs> unless you want them to follow. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, they could if they want to. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on Facebook. If you look up Joe Badon, uh, B-A-D-O-N um and also i have an art page so joe Badon art on facebook or instagram you can follow me joe Badon art on instagram um and then most like wheel of heaven and sister tempest and god inside my ear have facebook pages if you search for them and sister tempest has a instagram page and a twitter page and twitter likes to confuse me with joe biden Oh, we're interesting. Um, yeah. So I was confused for a second too. Uh, I prepared for a totally different interview, but <laughs> I know. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's been very fun, and I would love to uh, do another one. Sometime. I would love that. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you very much.